You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. You're listening to Stage Door Podcast, the podcast celebrating theatre and creativity from onstage mishaps to career-defining moments. Hosted by thespians myself, Tori, and co-host Eliza, fortnightly we will bring you industry professional guests, deep dives, and more. Hello everyone and welcome back to Stage Door Podcast. Today we are joined by up-and-coming theatre performer Lucinda Wilson. So before we get started, we would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation and the Tabal people of Yagera, the traditional custodians of this land on which we work, live and record and recognise their continuing connection to land, water and community. We pay respect to elders past, present and emerging. Lucy is a recent musical theatre graduate from the Queensland Conservatorium Griffith University, where she made her QPAC debut performing as Sandy and covering Teen Angel in QPAC and QCGU's co-production of Grease. Currently, you can find Lucinda taking on the challenge of being one of the super swings in Friends, the musical parody, touring Brisbane, Perth and Melbourne. Welcome to the podcast, Lucy. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here today. We're we're looking forward to having a chat and catching up as well. It's going to be lots of fun. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. (laughs) How are you at the moment, though? How is everything going? Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We're back in Brizzy for this season at the moment, which is really great to be home. Um, So, yeah, it's going pretty well, I think. So the Tivoli loves it. I mean, Brisbane audiences love this show. It's wild. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I can imagine. As well as, like, you're from Brisbane. Isn't there a couple of cast members from Brisbane? Um, No, I'm actually the only one. Our stage manager um, and the lighting head of lighting is also from Brisbane but apart from the cast I'm the only one from Brizzy so they're enjoying the sun (laughs) yeah yeah you have your cheer squad in I'm sure oh yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) so can you tell us a little bit about how you kind of found yourself in the world of theatre yeah so um I've always loved singing uh but I started musical theatre when I was in grade seven uh and I did this performing arts sort of program at my primary school called Mad Squad Performing Arts and I was a student there for a while uh, and then I absolutely loved it then went into high school and did the high school musicals that you do in there um, and it just sort of rolled from there I did CGen for a couple years um, the creative generation here um, and then auditioned for the con and so it sort of snowballed from there I guess but yeah yeah, the snowball effect of, um, mm. yeah, taking, doing all that stuff in high school and having really fun, a lot of fun with it. And yeah. then, and then taking that leap to the secondary education, which is so much fun, as yeah. we both know. <laughs> <laughs> and how have you been, obviously, um, you're a recent graduate and you've kind of jumped almost straight into, um, the professional field but what do you think was the biggest thing you took away from your time studying at the Queensland Con? My, the biggest thing there was quite a lot of things um, to take away from there was also a couple of things to leave at the con as well um, as great as it was uh, but I think the one thing I'd have to say would to find strengths in your weaknesses mm-hmm. um I think everyone struggles with this because, you know, everyone has weaknesses, everyone has some strengths in there, and especially at a course like musical theatre, you're so vulnerable, um, and it's really hard to 
want to work on those things you're not so good at you know I was I always I hated going to jazz sometimes because I felt really (laughs) self-conscious and I wanted to be better so bad but you just had to turn around and go you know what I'm not good at the technique but I can do style so I'm going to lean into that and find that strength in that weakness Um, and that goes for every sort of subject and not even musical theater life as well I guess Um, but that would be the biggest thing to take away from the con yeah it's yeah. hard but it can be done exactly I definitely feel you on the jazz front yeah <laughs> going and oh, be like gosh. oh gosh we're gonna go for another day let's do here it we go. let's do it here we go here we go so true <laughs> no but I feel like that's great advice though to find the strengths and your weaknesses because I feel like so much as performers we feel like just a weakness is a weakness and yeah. that that is like the thing that will stop us from getting jobs um, which yes. is not necessarily true because there are different shows, I guess, that kind of for different strengths and weaknesses. Like you look at something like Six oh, yeah. and, you know, for me, I'm a, I'm a strong mover. I can give you face for days, cannot give you like a triple <laughs> pirouette though. Um, but a show like Six yeah, is sure. all about the voice. It's about the character and the connection um, but, yeah. you know, there's a bit of moving in it. There's, like, you know, I feel like you have to be a bit confident in the fact that you can move. Oh, yeah. But you don't have to be a top-tier dancer for, like, a chorus line. No. I mean, like, it's it depends on the show, like you said. It depends on the show. You never know. Like, I feel like you can kind of do a lot of things just with confidence. You know what I mean? Like, oh, if you yeah. sort of act like you have this little alter ego and you walk into an audition room and you're like, I'm the best thing ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can kind of, you know, do some things with confidence when you don't have that, you know, technique or whatever it is you struggle with or even, you know, music theory or anything like that. I sucked mm. at that. Um, but it has become one of my, like, one of, one of my favourite things because you just had to force yourself to do it and then now you get into the real world and you're like hold on it's actually kind of cool and that in the con it was intense but intense for the right reasons and now has lightened in the real world um i guess but it's something that i really enjoy which is really cool exactly and i think you can click as well like something kind of clicks when you are in such an intense environment and sometimes your weaknesses just become your strengths and you yeah. learn that you can do things that you literally couldn't do before and you go, oh, wow. And then you grow yeah. even further once you get into the industry mm. because you just start believing in some of those skills that you've acquired along the way. Yeah. Believing in yourself, it's huge. I couldn't agree mm. more. And I <laughs> guess like kind of navigating that uh, transitional period, how did you end up taking that leap from like university to professional world and how was that kind of transitional period because I think it can be really difficult for a lot of people coming yeah. straight out and then being like oh there's not a lot of work or if there is work and things like that yeah it's it is tough I'm not gonna sugarcoat it um it's really tough and uh, I found it really tough because I kept getting no's after no's when I um went out of uni I kept no 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 and it was like you know, anyone who's in theatre or not even theatre, just the world, if you keep getting rejection after rejection, it really affects you. So, um, of course, after studying for three years and getting roles because you're going to get roles because you're in the course, you know, Um, but it's really hard to take that step into uh, the industry. Um, I guess, I guess the, the thing that I 
I guess helped me with that transition process would probably be just to give myself space. Um, you know, you come out of three years of uni and it's full time, sometimes six, maybe even seven days a week, uh, you're rehearsing or doing something along the lines of musical theatre. So coming out of that and going straight back to zero almost, you know, you're not working those and it's not forcing you to do dance classes and singing classes and all this kind of thing. Um, giving myself space and letting myself just not be a part of it sometimes, you know. Mm. Some people come straight from school. I came straight from school into the course. Some people don't, some people do. But that means you're at school and you're learning for a really long time. And just to give yourself space to breathe and not even force yourself to do anything in the industry for some time. I worked my little muggle jobs um, for a long time and I actually loved it. Like I loved my retail job, all this kind of thing. I was really enjoying it. And also like not going to dance classes all the time is one of those yeah. things where it's like, you have to do dance classes. You have to do uh, all these singing and workshops and all this, da, 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 all, all the time. But you're going to get exhausted, especially when you're getting no's, but then you're getting all this good feedback in dance classes. It's so contradicting I found. So kind of just going, you know what? I don't want to do a dance class for two weeks. And I did it. Not saying you shouldn't do dance classes. Dance classes are important, but you know, just yeah. taking that space can sometimes be so much better than going into the dance room day after the other and being exhausted than having a two week break and coming back and you're feeling so much more refreshed and confident as well because you found other things throughout that. Yeah. It's tough, but yeah, just giving yourself space really helped me. No, I think that's really important. And it's something that the con doesn't really, or not the con, but musical theater industry, I guess, is very much like you have to do this all the time. I have to train. Yeah, it's about the the grind, which is I think something that mm. um, I feel like we talk about this all the time. But <clears throat> something that the lockdown and COVID, whilst it impacted us so negatively, and it still is, there are some like some positives that have come from it. And one of those things I think everyone got the chance to have a break. And I think experience the fact that so many of us felt like we had to just keep creating during lockdown. We just had to keep doing online dance dance classes. We had to write our own shows. We had to continue to do it. And then I think over time, people kind of realized that you don't actually need to do that. And this like hustle culture isn't actually good for you. Like if you're going into the auditions and you're booking the roles, absolutely. But you do also have to have a life and have friends and be able Mm. to do things outside of performing because it is our job it is our career we're going to be doing it for as long as we want to be doing it as long as we're willing to take the chance to do it but if we don't take the time to actually rest we are just gonna burn out and just not be able to do anymore we'll lose the passion that we have for it oh my gosh yeah that's such a good point losing the passion for it 100% there's so many people who you know do this career for such a long time but do it out of I don't know um just that's what they know or Mm -hmm. necessity or something like that I I don't know there's multiple reasons and I can't speak for them but Mm. yeah it's just yeah especially when it's such a hard industry so you want to have that passion going for you because if you don't then it's easy just to go that's too much and to step back and sometimes it's good when you step back because then you kind of rekindle that passion and you find it in different ways. You go, 
Oh, actually, I'm, I've discovered this new thing within the realm of what I love to do, but it sparked me to, like, actually feel passionate and it come from, like, yeah. the actual motivation rather than forcing yourself to have the yeah. motivation to do all the tasks. Yeah. Yeah, if I sound <laughs> weird or I just cut out randomly, it's because I'm choking to death. Oh, yeah, we forgot to say that. <laughs> So it's a super fun time. My voice has dropped like four octaves in the past couple of days. It's a it's a wonderful time. And obviously, so you're currently a super swing in Friends, the musical parody. What was the audition process like for Friends? The audition process was wild. Um, so I, what happened? I was um, I was about to head up to Cairns for a friend's like little bridal shower thing. And I got a call from my agent saying that friend's musical parody is casting uh, and they want to see me for Rachel. So then I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, let's do it. Um, And then so a couple days later, I had my little Zoom um, audition with the director Dash. And I did my audition and we did some monologues, we did some songs and we workshopped them. It was really fun. Like I really enjoyed it. And this was probably like probably four weeks out from leaving to go rehearse. So it was a really short turnaround for whatever reason on their half. Um, But uh, so then he was like, you'll find out in a couple days. Um, Thank you so much. A couple days later, I got the no from it. And I was like, oh, that sucks. Whatever. Moving on. And then uh, a couple weeks later, I got a call. It was like a Friday afternoon in the middle of my work break from like Lululemon or something. And I got a call um, saying that they're looking for a swing. Would you be interested? And I was like, yes, 100% I would be interested. And the next day I got a call um, from my agent saying, congratulations, you've got it. And so I had to leave to go down to Adelaide uh, in a week. I had a week turnaround. So I had to like running around like a headless took. I was trying to can't like quit all my jobs going, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I have to go and sorting out, you know, tying little loose ends here and there. Um, it was so crazy. I've never been so stressed in my entire life. Um, <laughs> but it was great. <laughs> um, I'm grateful for it. But um, yeah, it was insane. And then and then I was so stressed, I like bought my own plane ticket and then realized that they bought the plane ticket. And then I was like, oh, I've already bought one because I was really stressed and I bought one like straight away because I'd wanted to get a cheap one um and yeah and so a week later I went down to Adelaide and then it all started it was crazy it was absolutely chaotic (laughs) that's insane because the the show I remember the show actually was auditioning like oh I think it would have been about two years ago yes yeah yeah they had a short um season I want to say February. I could be extremely wrong. Um, in 2021 at the TIV in Brizzy. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I didn't hear about the audition process in the first half. I saw it when it went down to the Gold Coast. Um, I think that was in 21. Um, but, yeah, it, they auditioned a while back for it. Um, and then, obviously, lockdown and stuff like that. Um, that probably delayed it. But, yeah, they had a season in 21 in the TIV. That's amazing. Oh, it's so exciting when you get the call. And I guess, like, obviously being a swing, that's something that is so new as well. So it's like, oh, okay, let's go. Yeah. Trying a new experience. Oh, my God, yeah. 
I know. It was kind of like, ooh, I haven't done this before, but, like, let's run straight on. So, oh, well. <laughs> it's like, can I do it? Yeah, I can. I can do anything. Yeah, I don't really have a choice. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I guess we yeah, are we'll doing, do it. It. So. We're doing it. That's kind of the thing in theatre, isn't it? You're always just like, they're like, can mm-hmm. you do a handstand? You're like, I can't right now, but I will. <laughs> it's the power of yet. The power of yet. Yeah. Just always say yes. We are actually going to do a little bit of a game now for fun. (gasps) Just to break it up a little bit. I'm so excited. Um, Okay. Tori, you take it away. Yeah. Because you're the one, the game master. You will be versing each other in a little bit of a friend's trivia. Oh, girl. Okay. Yeah. This is not going to be good on my behalf. (laughs) You will have two questions each, and then there will be a tiebreaker. At the end. Oh, I'm so excited. Me too. I'm, I I need to, like, remember all the stuff. I used to watch Friends all the time when I was younger. I just used to come home from school oh, yeah. and watch it. But I can't, like, <gasps> yes. I don't know if I can remember it, you know? You're like... Oh, my gosh. Well, I feel this is unfair, though, because <laughs> I feel like I've got to head up in this competition. This is terrible. Which is great, because I kind of want to win, but still. <laughs> I'm competitive. We're competitive. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Okay, the first one will be for Eliza. Eliza, you will go first. Okay. I'm sorry, I did try to make these, like, kind of, like, I guess, friends common knowledge that, like, most people would know. Okay. okay. But also maybe not. So, sorry. Okay. Um, Okay. Okay. What sort of scientist is Ross? (gasps) Oh, I think I know this. Isn't he, like, a paleontologist? Yeah. He is. Yeah. I was thinking going to be like the dinosaur well scientist. The, the dinosaur yeah. one. The I dinosaur mean, one. Yeah, it's <laughs> All right, Lucy. What is the yes. name of Joey's character in Days of Our Lives? Oh, Dr. Drake Ramore, of course. <laughs> Maybe I made these too easy. No, we'll, you didn't. We'll find out. Okay. All right, Eliza, what is the name okay. of Phoebe's twin sister? Oh, you've got it. I don't think I do. I don't think I do. All I'm yes, thinking you is, you know, I really know it. <laughs> don't know why. <laughs> also, a good answer. Um, great answer. I actually don't know. I don't know. You don't? Yes, you do. You know it. I believe in you. I can give you. I can give you a hint. I can give okay, you a hint. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. it's, it's going to be a very obvious hint. Think. The Little Mermaid. Ariel. Mm. No. No. <laughs> Linda. No. The confidence. Yeah. I like. Yeah, it. I was like Ariel. <laughs> Trident. Um, Sebastian. Hmm. Yeah, I'm clearly not on the right train here. <laughs> You're, You're so, so close. You are very so close, close to getting it right. I'm like thinking it's kind of like Phoebe's name, but like a combined name with a different name. Like, so no. they have, like, the same name, but it's different. Oh, okay, no. think... No, I really don't have it. Think purple. Purple? Okay. <laughs> Ursula! Yes! Oh, my God, amazing! Yes! I didn't need a hint at oh my all. God, wow. I didn't get all the hints. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just put that together so that you you just you knew what it was straight away. perfect. I think you get, like, half a point. I think you get about half a point for yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Okay, I'll get half a point. All right, Lucy. (laughs) What creature hurts Monica at the beach? Oh, Oh, she gets stung by a jellyfish. And there's a second part to the question. Right? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) 
what do they do to help the sting and who does it? They peed on it. Who did it? Um, I, my heart wants to say Joey, but Joey didn't do it because he goes, that's right, I did. But I couldn't do it because of the pressure. So it was Chandler. That's correct. Oh, was that my right? goodness. Yeah! I'm so impressed right now with your friend's knowledge. That was insane. Oh, my goodness. Because <laughs> he says it. He's like, that's right, I did it. But then after as he's like, but I, it was like stage yeah. fright or something. <laughs> yeah, because Monica tried to pee on her own leg and it yeah. didn't work. She couldn't twist yeah. that way. Fair enough. Right. <laughs> well, we do have a tiebreaker and I think technically Lucy has one, but we're going to do a tiebreaker anyway and we're going to make it <laughs> worth two points. Oh my goodness. So oh I think you could win. Okay. I do feel like it will be Lucy, but... I feel like Lucy just got three and one. <laughs> <laughs> well. Again, unfair. <laughs> unfair competition. Okay. Hey, I'm here for it. <laughs> so the rules for tiebreakers are, I will ask the question, I will count down three, two, one, and then you have to buzz in with your name if you have the answer. All right. So the question is, who is... Marcel. Three, two, one, go. Lucy. Go for it. Uh, it's it's yes. Ross's monkey. Ross's monkey. Oh! <laughs> oh my gosh, Lucy, you're so good at this. <laughs> <laughs> this also got it's not even the show though. Like I was such a creepy fan before the show as well. Like I watch it all the time. I still do. Like it's borderline a problem but <laughs> you must have been so excited when you got it then because you're like oh my gosh I know. it's literally one of my favorite shows so it was like it's just wild that i have yeah. this now <laughs> but yeah <laughs> i mean it absolutely though it is a tv show that i feel like it's one of those shows that you can just watch it's one of those great shows where it doesn't matter what you're doing how much you know about the show you can just watch it oh yeah and still enjoy it yeah well congratulations lucy you have won <gasps> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. You smashed that. Oh, I thought, uh-huh. you know what, I'm going to give it a red hot go, and that's what I did. You did. <laughs> Look, if you did a podcast trivia, then you'd definitely win, but there you go. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I guess on the line of friends and swinging, you have – gone on is it just this week i can't remember is it this week you've gone on for multiple characters or this last two weeks or um last two weeks in canberra um i went on for all of my tracks um day after the other so that was wild um and then this week last night i went as rachel uh and tonight i'll go on as monica as well um so the last two weeks it's been absolutely crazy (laughs) that is insane what has that experience been like switching between the characters how do you get your head around that Uh, to be honest I don't even know it's a terrible answer but um I don't know it's been it's been fun to start off with it's something it's one of those things where I'm kind of like I don't know how I'm doing this but I'm obviously doing something right but I think I don't know the main thing that kind of helps with the switching process I mean I'll make myself like a cheat sheet Mm. kind of thing um and I'll have that side stage on either side um but the thing about the show as well is that it's really fast so even with uh for example with Phoebe her track her um 
act two track I was like writing it out I was like there's no point writing this because I'm never off stage like she stays on the entire time um it's like I did obviously but like I was like gosh I was it's just crazy so I don't know I think switching between the characters because they're all really heightened characters because it's a parody that's what kind of makes it easier as well you know you've got those really significant changes vocally physically um between each of the characters so that's what makes it a little bit easier um but it is really tough but it is really fun I guess like a a week and doing all of them at the same time that's just such an experience that sometimes doesn't happen but it's such a thing that's happening now in the world we live in because COVID like so many people are just having to go on and not know things and be like okay here we go let's go give it a hot go yeah well it was it was really weird because um in Canberra uh, as well our Joey was unavailable because they got COVID so our male swing had to step in as Joey so for the like it was so weird because it was both of us on at the same time we never thought we'd do that because like what are the chances of that um and so we were both on at the same time um and he was Joey the entire time and then I was switching so it was really weird at the end of the week because I was like I've seen this scene from three different (laughs) perspectives right now and I was kind of tripping out I think I like I said um on my last show in Canberra as Monica, there's like a line at the very end of the um, show and each of the three female presenting characters has a line. And so, and then I get to this part and I'm like, oh my God, it's my line. It's my, Monica says a line, Monica says a line. And then I had a brain fart and then I looked over at Rachel and I said, Rachel's line. Just like, I looked at her and I was like, it's Rachel's <laughs> line now. <laughs> I just like said it and I was like, I'm so sorry and then I, I like went over to Ellie who plays Rachel afterwards I was like I'm so sorry I threw you under the bus and she had to like improvise something I was like I'm so sorry <laughs> oh just like the switching oh it's terrible but it's great yeah and having all the lines in your head <laughs> yeah I know like the queens for six they're currently touring yeah. Australia I feel like Karis yeah. has gone on for like you know previously I think she's now done all six queens and has had weeks where she's, you know, every day to a different queen because of COVID. And, like, yeah. the fun things at the moment, as I, I know myself and Eliza have experienced, is influenza's going around, RSV is going around, COVID's going yeah. back around. It's, but I think it's such a good skill to be able to have. Like, well, I don't think it's a skill that you can have. I think you kind of just, like, like I said, you mm-hmm. kind of have to be thrown into it. As being a swing, I feel like it's, you know kind of in a way look every role in a show is coveted but I feel like to have the experience to not only play one character but multiple characters is challenging but so exciting and for you what was the rehearsal process like when learning all of the tracks um it was it was honestly really overwhelming to begin with um it was really stressful um for myself and Callum who's the male swing um we yeah it was also because you know obviously the swing we're offstage performer so we watch from the table you know um so it was hard to watch these characters being workshopped that we are bound to play maybe at some point um being workshopped and finding things right for mm. that actor that may not be right for us. Um, like as a, you know what I mean? Like as what, like they'd do an offer totally. and it wouldn't be what we would do. Or like, I think Monica does the worm 
at some point in rehearsals and I was like, oh my God, I need to learn how to do the worm. <laughs> and, and, um, and so, yeah, it was, it was pretty overwhelming, but it was good to have another swing to stand by as well. Plus this, the cast is incredibly supportive. It's a great little cast. Um, yeah, I've never felt anything but supported um, whenever I go on or rehearse or anything like that. So yeah. that obviously helps a lot. Um, but yeah, it's just, it was very overwhelming, but it's kind of one of those things where I, I guess, you know, coming back to the advice from the industry is finding strength in your weaknesses. You know, I can't do the worm, but I could, <laughs> I have to learn, you know, I can learn it. Um, and I can do my best and, you know, but you just have to go, I can't do that, but I can do this. And it's not aiming for a carbon copy. It's aiming for your version of the role. Yeah. You just can't throw anybody else off. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. You have to kind of stick close mm. with it, but also make it a good show at the same time, like, and make it the character good yeah. on you because you're not going to be the same yeah. as that person. It was, it's, um, it, the last week was my first time doing a character one after the other so that was really interesting experience because the first time I go on as a character I like I feel like I'm walking around like this and I like literally I was cross-eyed sorry it's a podcast um (laughs) I was like you can't see me (laughs) I'm walking around cross-eyed I've got like I can't see anything in front of me all I can see is like my notes and my lines and just going to where I need to go but then doing the same character straight after is a whole different experience because I'm like, wow, I feel like I'm actually acting now. I feel like I can make choices. I feel like I can respond to people rather than going, this is what I need to do and not seeing, you know, a meter ahead of me. So, yeah, um, yeah it was fun. Yeah, because did you, in the rehearsal process, did you have to watch and kind of learn from watching or did you also then get your own rehearsals? How did that um, work? So we were lucky enough to have a rehearsal where – um, we had like a swing rehearsal and it was we switched from each character and did runs with the rest of the cast and to my knowledge I mean this is the first time I'm in a show and swinging as well so to my knowledge you don't usually get the chance to do that um, but we were lucky enough to have that opportunity so we went through we had one run as each of the characters um, with the director in the room um, so it was a really great opportunity to be in a safe space and to um, you know, hear those lines and respond to them in time. Because, yeah, usually you'd sit behind the little table and you'd make your little notes and your diagrams and draw some people and just sort of hope for the best, really. Like, we'd stay back and we'd rehearse with each other and do the best we can, but there's nothing like, you know, being a part of the cast and saying those lines in real time. So, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> that is the hardest part I think of swinging is that aspect of having to learn by mm. sitting and like not physicalizing things because some people are super physical people and then having to get those kind of more like be more visual and great at note taking mm. and all of yeah. those kind of things yeah it's a skill that I've definitely gotten better at which is awesome I'm very grateful for um and I personally now really I, I, I've learnt that I like to learn by watching as well, which is perfect. Um, mm. But it's hard in such a physical show because it's such a, you know, it's a big parody, so we're taking little quirks and things like that and we're expanding them and really exaggerating them. So that part was hard. Um, 
because you weren't doing that as often so it wasn't in your body yeah as the rest of the characters because i feel like when you're in a show you know the first couple of you know walkthroughs that you do of the show you're kind of finding your bearings getting comfortable in what you need to do where you deliver lines and then you kind of go through the process of building the character and having the opportunity to make it bigger and bigger and bigger until it sits at the place that you want it to sit whereas i feel like for this and for you it's so much more you've got to do all of that at the same time and kind of just go for it and i feel like with a show like this as well there's probably a lot of you just have to trust yourself that because you know it's such a big over the top um parody of a show that you you can't have i think i feel and absolutely correct me if I'm wrong, you can't have those moments of being unsure you kind of just have to go for it and make big choices also for comedy like it's you know like it's one of those things you had to ride you know the right the wave of the audience's reactions and the laughs and things like that and how long the applause goes for and all those things that everyone does as a performer you have to judge but um yeah to come on so i listen backstage for the reactions because they're different city to city as well like pretty much the same but like you know the tiff goes wild brizzy audiences love it um but um uh yeah so you're absolutely right it's one of those things where you have to listen and you know it's it's such a challenge but it's so cool very rewarding at the same time very very rewarding yeah but I guess, like, because you are playing multiple characters, do you actually have a favourite costume that you wear? Like, <gasps> is there, like, one character that you just love putting on the costume and doing the whole look? Um, I'd probably say Rachel, yeah. because she begins in the wedding dress. So, yeah. um, in the show, so it's so iconic and it's just kind of wild. It's incredibly tight. It's incredibly tight. Um, and so I'm like getting into it. I'm like, okay, take my deep breaths now because rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> and because she wears it for like probably a quarter of the show as well. Um, so it's, it's like one of those costumes where you're like, uh, a bit of a bother cause like can't breathe, but also like iconic and people love it and you've got like the veil that like sticks up hilarious it's just it's so good it's so good i'd probably say rachel yeah 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 i love that Mm. (laughs) i can absolutely see that do you have like a a prop that you wish that at the end of the season that you would be able to like take home with you Ooh, a prop oh my gosh there's so many great props in this show oh Ooh, okay. Oh, I don't want to, like, give anything. I mean, people have seen the show. I'm not giving anything away. Um, <laughs> I think I'd say... I think I'd say the turkey head yeah. for Monica. Oh, I love that. It's a bit yeah. of both. <laughs> Costume prop, I don't know, but I think I'd love to take that home. It's a bit of both. Yeah. What I yeah. do with it, no idea. But... <laughs> It'd be a great little... Hang it on the wall. Little memento. Yeah, statement. It's a statement piece. Like, I, I feel like yeah. absolutely that is like a <laughs> pinnacle prop. Because, like, what describes friends better than a giant turkey head? Right? Oh, I know. It's so poetic. I love it. Very, very mm. poetic. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now, I guess, um, kind of rounding out things a little bit, do you have any 
top tips for those that are like going into swinging for the first time and giving it a red hot go have you got any tips that you've kind of learned that you reckon are your top tips for anyone I don't know if I'm that qualified really to give tips to be honest so take these with a grain of salt I think to just like make mistakes make mistakes because then you won't be embarrassed when you make mistakes on stage because it's bound to happen you know what I mean like I feel like make them in the rehearsal room make them as much as you want because then it won't be such a shock when you do because it sounds terrible and and I could just be speaking for myself making mistakes I'm sure other swings are perfect but um there's gonna be little slip-ups here and there um you know but I think it's just yeah making mistakes beforehand will help that also during the show I think just forgive yourself and move on you know and I feel like that goes for life as well you know what I mean if you make a mistake if something happens don't dwell on it I know it's easier said than done of course but you know dwelling on it and then affecting your performance from then on is only just gonna make yourself feel bad and the show not you know yourself feel bad come first but also the show not be as what you planned it to be um so to not have expectations with how you're gonna go and then when you do make a mistake if you make a mistake laugh it off move on pick it up you know and then you can think about like I personally I'm like I'm just gonna think about my my mistake and work on it after there's no point thinking about it now it's literally happened it's gone to be honest, no one else cares. Like, to put it plain and simple, the audience hasn't noticed. They haven't seen the show. The cast knows you're under pressure. Like, no one cares other than yourself. And that's fine. But afterwards, then you can go over it. But the show, just, like, move on. <laughs> um, and then, I don't know. Have fun. It's boring. Yeah. But have fun. Um, yeah. I guess have fun and, and know your worth. That's a good one. Know your mm. worth. That's know your cool. worth I feel like um I struggled a little bit um at the start of the rehearsal slash performance season because you do feel a little bit on the outside because you're not in the show every night like we do backstage stuff as well at the same time but being on stage you do feel a little bit like Ooh. oh I'm I'm like maybe I'm a bit on the outside sometimes it doesn't feel you know you lose a little bit of that yourself but reminding yourself how worthy you are in the cast um and as a performer in this industry in general you know um and that goes whether you're in a show or not like it doesn't it doesn't matter knowing your worth as a performer whether you've booked something or doesn't doesn't matter like there's no success you know there's no big idea of success i should say um so yeah knowing your worth and knowing that you are worth something in that show you are worth being in this industry totally And, and probably also like just breathing breathing through it yeah because like if you stress (laughs) yourself out you're probably not going to remember everything but if you just keep you know your breath in control and stuff you'll you'll be able to think through it rather than adrenaline through it (laughs) yes that is a great point I like it's actually crazy how out of breath I am when I first did each character I like it, it's actually like I'm kind of embarrassed because I like couldn't hold like literally like a bar or something of like a note I was like I'm that stressed stressed <laughs> and running on adrenaline and my breath is so shallow that I couldn't hold these notes where I'm like this isn't hard I'm not <laughs> dancing I'm not doing anything impressive right now I'm just standing and singing and I couldn't hold it because I was so nervous yeah. so breathing is a great one <laughs> amazing uh, yes. but 
Thank you so much, Lucy, for taking the time to come on and chat with us today. And before we move on to our final portion of the podcast, please do make sure that you follow Lucy or Lucinda, um, which uh, you can find her um, on Instagram at lucinda.wilson. And also buy tickets to see Friends the Musical, which you can do at friendsmusical.com.au. I mean, I assume you're coming to Sydney at some point, but I, I... Honestly, do not know. We we just went to Sydney. So we went to... We, oh, that's... Yeah. Very yeah, yeah. I'm so you sorry. Just, they just Damn. left Sydney. <laughs> I know. We went down to Wollongong and then we were in Parramatta as well. Oh, that is very upsetting. <sighs> Damn. Well, you'll just have to make a trip. Yeah. Are you in Perth next? And then... Yeah, Perth. And then Melbourne. Yeah. Then we finish with like a four-week season down in Melbourne at the end of the year. So that'll be awesome. That's... Amazing. Yeah. Okay. How fun. Yeah. Touring. Maybe I'll have to make a trip to Melbourne. Please do. That might have to happen. Yeah. I didn't even realise you were in Brisbane. I was like, oh my gosh, I could have come and watched. <laughs> so silly. So silly. <laughs> short season in Brisbane. Oh, well. <laughs> Very short season. Yeah. But hey, Melbourne trip. Yeah, Melbourne trip. Come on. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, before we go today, we do have a segment on our podcast called Bedtime Stories. Those listening know exactly what it is, um, but it is just a a show mishap or something, and I feel like you probably have plenty from friends. So do you have a bedtime story that you could share with us? Um, oh, doesn't gosh, have to be from friends know. as well. <laughs> um, doesn't have to be friends. I think one one that is it's kind of a mishap kind of was like perfect sort of it worked out perfectly it would actually probably be from Greece um when we did Greece and uh there's a scene when Sandy walks on with Eugene and uh they've just come back from collecting leaves for biology or um something and uh the t-birds come over and poke fun and start frankly bullying Eugene um and the Eugene had cut like the underwear so it like could be pulled for a wedgie like you can see it from the audience um and so that was like what happened was they cut the onion that was all good and then um sunny went to go and then do the wedgie but then he pulled so far it ripped but then the entire pair of undies came out the pants and (laughs) so everyone was like laughing and then so sunny goes what do i do with this throws it and it happens to land right on the basket of leaves that eugene is carrying as well right on his hand so his whole underwear is there and it sucks because the t-birds could like laugh their heads off and here i am with eugene and we have to be like completely straight faced (laughs) and everyone is laughing and I was like this is freaking ridiculous um and so it was like the weirdest perfect mishap ever like it was just one of those things where it was like how 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 can you even do that again like you know what I mean you couldn't um but then oh god yeah and then like Sunny pulls me off and we were like just laughing our heads off in the wings it was so weird but Perfect. I actually remember that now. Now that you yeah, I remember that, and then, um, but I didn't realize that the the underwear then flung onto the leaves like that perfectly, right onto his hand. That oh, was God, so was hilarious. Oh, oh, I was watching Side Stage, and every night that was such a good scene. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, I know. How does that even happen? How good. What a good bedtime <laughs> story. Oh, amazing. <laughs> well, thank you so much. That was such an amazing bedtime story. We've had such a great time chatting with you and catching Yay. up and chatting all things friends and life and 
everything in between and we hope you have the most incredible rest of your season and touring thank you but um thank you everyone for joining us and um until next time stay happy healthy and safe and we'll see you then okay thank you so much bye Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.